Today we're going to deal with, let's see how we fix some of this stuff up. Okay, so we, we've now elaborated, oh, Matel's here, Baruch Hashem. What? I did actually. How did you know? Oh my. Why Chas V'Shalom? But we love Ruach HaKadosh. We'll take two pints of it. Okay, here we go. Okay, so now we have to figure out how to deal with all of this. On page Mem Aleph in the old books. How in the world are we going to fix this? We've now essentially explained all of our different issues. And really what's most, I, I think what's most fascinating is that most of us have, if not all of us, uh, these symptoms. But really, oh, Baruch Hashem, welcome, welcome. Ben, bienvenido. Okay, so uh, we have these symptoms, we have these symptoms, right? And we don't even realize that these are the symptoms that we have. That's the issue. The bottom line is that we don't even realize. And so in a certain way, just even recognizing what's going on is already a huge, huge help for most of us. In other words, we have dealt with, in particular here, um, the idea of how it works when, when the brain is not able to understand Hasidus, not able to understand Gemara, why a person wouldn't be interested in learning Hasidus and Gemara, and we've also come across the idea of how come when my brain turns on that I want to do something, I can't follow through, right? I can't do it. I want to do this, but I can't, right? We've dealt with both of those things. Oh, what, what? I think they were giving out uh, prizes by the door this morning. What happened? You got, they were like, uh, my goodness, Baruch Hashem. I guess so. Baruch Hashem, or they were they were going around the dorms with uh, with water cannons or something. I don't know what happened here, but uh, I'll take it. Whatever way, I'll take it. Welcome, boys. Good to see you guys. You look beautiful in the mornings. You should make it more of a custom for me to see you so beautifully in the morning. Okay, so he says like this. Page Mem Aleph. Let's start. V'kiyai gavnim b'shari pagamim pratim. And similarly, with all the Pagamim Pratim, Beprate Atsirufim, Beshema Vaya, with in particular all the different um, combinations, good word, the Shema Vaya, Shalakulam Yesh Ainish Ruchni, that each one of them has a spiritual Ainish. Shahu Biminagid, the Laumadze, Shemekabal Yenika Yeserim, Pagam Zeh, that the bottom line is that the Umadze, the other side, Winds up getting more of a yanika, more of a nurturing, because of my pagam, which is interesting because here is the first time in the past eight pages that he's speaking this way. In other words, if you look at the first uh, eight-page uh, meditation that we had from wherever it was, from like Lamed Aleph or Lamed Beis, I can't remember exactly which page, right? The focal point over there was really um, how by me doing something wrong, it's going to impact uh, the entire existence. Right? He went through the whole Seder Ishtalshalus and he explained how, um, how when I do something a, a little bit this way or a little bit that way that is not the way I'm supposed to be, 
right? He explains how the ore is going to go out and it's going to cause so much more power to the klipas and to the umats and on and on and on. We went through that extensively for whatever it was, like let's say seven pages. But really for the past, since um, I would say from page, I'll tell you exactly which page, from page Lamed Gimel, right? Essentially, we've been talking more about the person himself. We've been talking more about how, by me doing these inappropriate, like not doing the avodas Hashem that we're supposed to be doing, how I am going to have the, the problems, how I'm going to have the issues, right? That I'm going to have the, the punishment that, you know, something that goes into my mind, I can't follow through in, for example. Or something that I want to be involved in, I can't be involved in because I can't understand what's going on, right? These are, these are my issues. This is not talking about the global picture. Up until Lamed Gimel, those seven pages was much more involved in the global picture. You know, I'm causing there to be this huge amount of energy that's going to Klippa, which is now causing all this, uh, you know, bad, you know, stuff to happen in the world. That's basically what we were talking about up until Lamed Gimel. Here we've been talking about, look, uh, I'm, 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 I'm Isaac and Taivas, Ailam Haza, in such a major way. And so therefore, I, when I sit down to learn Gemara, I have no idea what the Gemara is talking about. I can't understand a word it's saying, even though I have a beautiful art scroll or I have a beautiful class in front of me that explains everything. I just can't get it, right? That's about me. It's not about the world. I mean, I guess in the greater scheme of things, it's about the world as well. But it's really the focal point is me. Here is the first time we're really saying in this whole discussion of my uh, lacking in avoda is going to impact the world as well. Ba'atikun. Finally, whew, we made it, David. How do we fix this whole thing up? How do I fix it? In general, so it's all uh, found, like the foundation of how, how to fix it up is on the vidui. Right, this video, this video, the video is always the im pagamti. When I say if I pagamti, if I made a blemish in this area, blemish in that area, right? Mean bekriyish mashalamita, the bevidui, the alchait, etc., etc. V'kamo bevidui di yom kippurim, like the video on yom kippur, kedele takin a pagam b'chol prat v'prat. In other words, I'm I'm have in mind when I'm thinking about alchait, right? When I'm saying it. Right during my Krishna Shalamita, I'm thinking about the actual pagam that I'm involved in and how I have to fix it up. And really, the idea is that the, that the way to fix it up is through a chuva from the depths of my heart. Like the Pasuk says in Tehillim, from the depths. I'm going to call out to you, Hashem. Namely, that I'm calling out to Hashem. So what are we saying here? We're saying here that we described each of these punishments or each of these natural consequences, really, that's what we've been saying, in order that I should feel really bad about the fact that this is what's happening to me, that I have this problem, and recognize I have a problem, and I want to fix the problem. And so... He's saying here is recognizing what the problem is, right? And asking Hashem to help me, to say, avidui, to admit that I have this problem. I, I'm, I'm pushit, my brain is involved in the wrong things, and that's why I can't think straight. Or pushit, I'm, I'm not involved in fixing my midos, and that's why my head is detached from my body. And therefore, I feel very bad about that. 
I don't want that to be the way I run my life because it's not a good way of running my life. I don't want to do it this way, right? I choose to do something in my head and then I cannot follow through with the rest of me. It's a problem. That's not a, that's not a way to live life. That's, 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 a, that's bad, right? I, want, I don't want that. So I feel bad about it. And then I say it out, if I, if I pagamed in this area, right? I accepted this, this, this punishment, but I, I'm calling out to Hashem, please help me fix this. Now, obviously, it requires a void on my part. That I have to start changing. You know, I can't just continue acting in the same way, right? And that's why we learned the last seven pages what's been going on, right? But the point is, is it's a mixture of, obviously, I have to make a change in my behavior, but it's also a, a calling out to Hashem and asking Him, help me to fix this. Okay, David, you have the first question. Uh, why is the optional? Who says it's optional? Where does it say anywhere in, in Shulchan Aruch that it's optional? No. Not optional. Go. In the center, it says if someone wants to say al No, the al of Yom Kippur it's referring to. Oh. The al of Yom Kippur. Sometimes people Are say that. Say that like, of Yom Kippur? For sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. Many people do that. Based off what specific sins? No, the, just the general al like trying to trying to make up for... Krishna Shalomit is a time of tshuva. If you remember the end of chapter 26 of Tanya, it's a, it's a commercial for the Tanya class. You should be going to the Tanya class. At the end of chapter 26 of Tanya, he brings up a problem. He says that a person could, in fact, be sitting there working, and all of a sudden he starts thinking about the sins that he did. And he realizes that he's not in the best place. So what does the Alter Rebbe say over there? Anyone remember? That should make you push you farther as a... You should, you should not be sad and only be sad at specific times and only... Oh, very good. He says that that is a trick of the Sahara. He says that. Because, because why? Because a person should only be feeling something like that if he really is thinking deeply about Hashem. And if it's coming right now, it's just a trick of the Sahara. What, what does the Sahara want you to do? No, but what does he want you to do? It says very, something very practical there. What? No. What, what no come on, Ariel. Come on. Let's have a triple crown here. No. What it says over there is that the Yetzirah wants you to fall into taivas of Olam Hazeh. Very interesting, right? He says he wants you to go and eat chocolate. He wants you to go and watch a movie. He wants you to go and do something bad because you feel bad about, about the... Uh, you feel sad. And therefore, the way you're dealing with your sadness is by getting something begashmis. Fall into Taiva's Oilam Hazeh. Go eat chocolate. Go eat ice cream. Go eat a whole tub of ice cream. That'll make you feel better. Go and uh, listen to Goyish music. That'll make you feel better. Do something that's Taiva's Oilam Hazeh. That's the goal of the Eight Sahara over there. Of course, it makes you feel sad. But what's the point of feeling sad? The point of feeling sad that he wants you to get to is that now you're going to dive into something you shouldn't be doing. Go smoke uh, 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 marijuana. That, that'll, that'll, that'll make you feel better. Right? No one wants to feel sad, right? So the Yitzhahara knows that. So, but, but the goal of the Yitzhahara is that you're going to fall into the garbage can. That's the goal of the Yitzhahara over there. And so therefore you think, oh, look, I'm such a, you know, look, I, I, what am I getting upset about? I'm not getting about, upset about the fact that I lost the, the lottery. I'm getting upset about the fact that I did this really bad thing last night, right? So I think that this is like a positive thing. So really, it's just a trick of the Eitzahara. 
to get me into more garbage. Right? So what does he say over there? He says over there, you have to tell the Yitzhahara to jump in the lake and say, go back to your work. Go back to your computer programming. It doesn't say go and learn Gemara. It says go back to your computer programming. You just have to read between the lines to understand it says computer programming, right? Over there, maybe it said go back to making, uh, nailing, nailing, uh, nailing nails into the into the shoe. It's like if you're a shoemaker or something like that. What were you going to say? I, I think if I remember correctly, it says push it away like as if with two hands. No, not over there. So he says, so he says, go back to go back to your business. Go back to your business because the objective here is that's not the right time. But you have to tell yourself that there is a right time. When is the right time? His right time is, the right time is Krishna Shalamita. And then, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to think about how great Hashem is. You think about how great Hashem is, and you think to yourself, like, how could I have done this to Hashem? How could I have done it? It makes no sense. Not how great I am, and how could I have lowered myself down. No, how great Hashem is. This is the idea. You put aside time to arouse your midos. Right? And this is what we're talking about here, that it's, this is the time, this is the space, in particular, to reflect. After a full day, right? you're not in the middle of work, you're not in the middle of a chavrusa, you're not in the middle of anything. It's like, at the end of the day, you spend time and you reflect on the day, you reflect on the week, you reflect on the month, you reflect on, reflect. Spend a minute reflecting. That's the bottom line here. That's what we're talking about here. Don't just live life in a way of automatic pilot that we go from event to 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 event. event. That's not what it's supposed to be. Take the time. Then it says that this is really what it talks about when it'll be so happy after the sadness. Why? Because the bottom line is that you know Hashem is going to forgive you. That's what the Alter Rebbe says over there. That's for sure that Hashem is going to forgive you and that should make you very, very happy. Right? That's what it talks about over there. But the key point, why did I bring it up over here? Because Krishna Shalomita is a time. Reflect on yourself. I have to reflect on myself too. We're usually, I'm usually so tired at the end of the day. I barely get around, you know, barely get out of Krishna Shalomita. I barely, you know, read all the words. And I'm like standing up and saying, automatic fire. You know, it's, that's, what it looks, that's what it sounds like to me. Because I'm so tired and I'm so wiped out from a full day. Right? But if I would be a little bit smarter, I would maybe start a little earlier and use the opportunity. I would use the opportunity much better and reflect on the day and reflect on what could have been better and what could have been worse and, 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 and recognize that it's an opportunity. This is our opportunity for us to use. And that's what he's saying here. Look at your day. Look at your life. Is, am I a person that is not capable of understanding the Torah that I'm supposed to be learning? Am I a person that, I'm a, that I decide things in my head and I can't follow through on it? Am I a person, like all the things that we talked about here, these are real ideas, these are real events, these are real things that are happening in the life of a person. And it should make me upset that these things are happening to me. It's not the way I'm supposed to be living life. So I understand now, what do I have to fix? Hold on, you had the next question. Yeah. Um, he said to, to ask Hashem to help you with the... the punishment area, right? like the, the effect of what we did, like not being able to learn, right? Can you, can you also, like, what caused, like, you're obviously doing something, either you're cooking something intellectually in time or so, right? Like, you're, that, that was caused by that, by meditating on other things. So can you say, like, I'm sorry for doing that? Like, yeah, that's what you're saying. You're saying, be doing that. This is what I did. And this is, I, I'm looking at the symptom. It's like when you go to the doctor. The doctor doesn't say, 
tell me what you have. He says, tell me what your symptoms are. Oh, you have a scratchy throat and you can't swallow and you go, maybe that might be that, God forbid, you have strep throat. So let's check it out. Oh, your nose is running, your your sinuses, oh, okay, maybe this is, oh, maybe you're throwing up, oh, this is, in other words, it's all about the symptoms. And a good doctor will be able to understand, oh, you have this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, uh, must be, let's check to see if this is the disease that you have. Obviously, with, with more obvious symptoms, it's easier. And with less obvious symptoms, uh, they have to be a really good doctor with a lot of uh, help from Hashem to be able to hop what's really going on in the person. That's what makes it so difficult, because how, how, how is anyone supposed to know? Right? So you have to have like, a lot of help from Hashem to be able to figure out you know, what's going on. And then you can take tests and whatever. That's true. But, but you have to know which tests to take. Right? So same thing here with us. We have to look at our symptoms. Be honest with ourselves. What are, what are my symptoms? And when I realize my symptoms, I could then work towards changing that. Yeah? Let's, le- let's read a little bit further. So he says like this. Ki pagam. He's after I made this blemish. Right? Bedalit oisia savaya. In the four letters of avaya. Aidei pagamim anal. Through these pagamim. Belizos litakin adabar tzrichim likro. Sheim havaya mechadish. Aidei atshuva. You have to call out to Hashem in a new way through this tshuva. Right? In other words, you can't just say, okay, Hashem helped me, but then go on and continue doing the same thing. Try to, you have to try to switch. You have to try to fix it. You have to try to change. And all of this, if you will meditate well, you're going to come to a real true fear of Hashem. You don't want to do this. You don't want this stuff. And when a person will meditate, on this whole thing about how Hashem is the life of all the worlds in general and the life of me in particular, it's interesting here, he's been talking really about fear and things that gather, you know, that conjure up fear for, for pages. This is the first time he talks about Ava, which is interesting that he talks about Ava. He, he brings one sentence of Ava here. Right? And sometimes... <coughs> when a person like really feels like how far away he is from Hashem and he realizes how difficult the things that he's doing have been and how he wants to change, it'll bring out a feeling of rishpe'esh, a burning fire to Hashem, v'tzimon, like a thirst. Because he, he's, he's lacking in his feeling of things, right? Like a lovesickness that he has. Shabam mitzad his bainus belokus, and because of his his meditation to Hashem, shemuvan v'musag hetev that he understands and he really gets it well. What's going on over here? Kamashikasav shaom suumaro menechem. Lift up your eyes, v'ra'u mi bara ela, and and see who built all of this. Right, suumaro menechem. Shma Yisrael. That's the first letter. Sin, right? Sin or shin mem ayin. Shma. Right, see who built this whole thing, who made this whole thing, right? You'll see that the life force that's coming out from him to bring into existence the worlds. This is the Ains of Mamish. And it becomes very clear and revealed this thing that he's bringing into existence in the Ibrahim. Right? What does it mean? 
Koyach ish lo nedar. The power of a person will not be absent. What does this? What does this mean? Vitzva ma'ila kayamis be ish. Vitzva mata kayamis be min. Shezeu mekoyach ain't of a believable. So what he's referring to here is a meditation that a person could have in terms of the great, the the infiniteness of Hashem. And here he's bringing out a concept that is discussed elsewhere. Here it says macham acher ba'irech. By the way, let me let me let me explain. So he says. First of all, it's explained elsewhere, ba'oyrech. Oyrech means, as we've said before, it means bringing it down to the most right basic level that a person could understand, that even a, a child could understand. It's explained elsewhere. What is this talking about? That you could see the infiniteness of Hashem even in the natural. How so? Every single morning, the sun comes up on the east and it sets in the west. And we could tell exactly what time it's going to come up and exactly what time it's going to go down. What in the world can run like that for thousands of years without any stopping? Nothing. Nothing like that. There's nothing. The, the moon, every day, it's going exactly like this, and the next day it goes exactly like that, and the next day after that, and every month it renews. and every, That's called, what he says here, that's called, um, he says, Kayam and Ba'ish. Maila Kayam and Ba'ish. The Tzva Ramayla, the Tzva Maila, the hosts of heaven, they are kayam and bi'ish, that they are still the exact same sun, the exact same moon as when it was created. And then it says, with regards to tzva mata, down here, kayam b'min. So what it means like that is that every species, right, is just renews and renews and renews and renews and renews. And just like we had dolphins that lived 6,000 years ago or whatever, 5,000 X amount of years ago, right, they also have dolphins today. You have people then, you have people today. You have lions then, you have lions today, right? In other words, you just have the same continuing, continuation, 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 without any stopping, right? And therefore, he says, based on this, This is coming from the Koyach HaBligvul. This is an infinite power that you could see within the nature itself, right? In other words, if tomorrow the sun would come up in the West, it would shock everyone. Isn't that amazing that every single day we know exactly where it's coming up and exactly what time it's going to come up and exactly, that's, that's an incredible thing. Nothing else in the history, in the history, can, you could say, oh, this is going to happen like this, this is going to happen like this. Even my, right, a person looks at his, uh, look at all these amazing computer things and technology, you know, when his phone doesn't turn on, all of a sudden, you know, it gets so angry, you know, what's going on? But it doesn't a lot of times, you know, it, or it has a problem or the computer freezes or the, right, there's all these issues. And the fact that it says there will be 6,000 years the world, don't think that it means that Hashem only has the power to create the world for 6,000 years, and therefore Hashem's power is limited by 6,000. <coughs> Right, because then you'd say, "Oh, this is something that stops. This is something that's limited. This is something that can only go till here and not further." But we know that that's not the case. That's not what it's doing. Right? Right? In in some Reish Tamachdalit, he's referencing. Uh, the Hemshech of Reish Samach Dalet. I told you that the Hemshechim, right, that would be every single year where Davka for the for the Bachrim, right, and it's in particular from Ranat and Tafrei Samach, Samach Al, Samach Beis, Samach Gimel, Samach Dalet. Now we have Samach Hey. Then of course the famous Samach Bav, 
And Mitz Hashem, uh, then there's uh, there's Samachas, Hamachas, but then there's very famous Hamshach of Eter, which is maybe, I'm thinking maybe we'll do that after Pesach, the Hamshach will work on that. I don't know, we'll see. So anyway, it says like this. If you look over there, right, it talks about this concept. When a person will really sit down and think deeply about this with his das, like really be focused in on this idea, not to think about other things, just focus on this one thing. How you look at the world and you see that there's an ains of power that's going into the world that's causing things to continue in the exact same manner with which they were created. So it should cause in yourself a a, a, a burning fire, right? And a, a, a thirst, or a chuka, like a, a desire and a thirst, that it should shine in me also, the light of Hashem. And a person will get to a point of idea of, of, of lovesickness for Hashem. Because he realizes that that's really what he should be cocking in. Guys, guys, guys. Right? That's really what he should be cocking in. That's really what, where the excitement should be in his life. And if he sees that the excitement in his life is not there, it means it must be in something else. And if he's not in anything, that's a bigger problem, right? <laughs> that's, also, that's a big issue, right? But it's, it's, it's because of all of these things that we've been talking about. That's why. Because he's not involved in the right things. He's not involved in the right direction. Right? So this person has to look at himself and look at the symptoms that are applying to him. And when he looks at the symptoms that are applying to him, then he could, then he could start to change himself. He could start to fix himself. He could start to look at the, the, like what type of person he really uh, can be and wants to be. Because everyone can do this. Right? Not everyone's going to be a tzaddik gamar, that's for sure. Or even a tzaddik sheino gamar. But this focal point and this way of operating the system, it's like, you know, when a person gets a, 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 some sort of computer or some sort of thing, he expects it to work the way it's supposed to work. It's not supposed to, if it doesn't work, then he wants to return it to Amazon or whatever, right? It's, it's not working. I'm sorry, you know, I bought this machine, it you know, cost me X amount of hundreds of dollars, and it's not working. So here, a machine that's $500, he thinks how crazy it is that he bought this machine and the machine doesn't work and da, 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 and he wants to right away return it. A human body is worth a lot more than $500 or even $500,000. Who could put a price tag on it? So he has to see, am I working the way I'm supposed to be working? So therefore, I am working the way I'm supposed to work. Or I'm not working the way I'm supposed to work. If I'm not working the way I'm supposed to work, so then we got to make some changes in the system. Yeah, Matul. So this, this that you contemplate on the fact that the world is the same way that it is and that Hashem has the Koyach not even 6,000 years, this brings you to the love sickness or this brings you to, to understand that you're not working the way that you're supposed to work? No, so what he's saying here is he, he's been referring to, up until this point, the emotions of fear more than uh, Abba. Over here he brings about eight lines about talking about Abba. One particular, there are many different meditations that will bring a person to Ava, right? But like we've been saying all along, it's supposed to be that the Mayach is impacting the heart, right? In other words, it would be easy if we could just jump up and down and dance and then we'll have this feeling of love and happiness and, you know, a lot. But, but it, we, we know from ourselves that it doesn't last very long and it, if, if it lasts at all, right? What Chabad Hasidus is saying is that 
by thinking about it and meditating upon it, so then we can make a structural change in ourselves and we could arouse this love in ourselves. That's what we should be focused on. And the fact is that when we focus on that, then we recognize also where we are going wrong. Because instead of having a love for Hashem, we have a love for jelly beans. Right? It's a problem. You know, you know, it's very nice eating jelly beans, but that shouldn't be where my koch is. And, you know, fill in the blank for jelly beans, obviously. Right? So the point that he's bringing here is that, is that this is the way it's supposed to be. This is what's supposed to be happening. So he happens to give one particular meditation. It could have chosen, you know, I, I, why did he choose exactly this one? Maybe because it's something that's involved in the Gashmiistic world and everything like that. Presumably that's why he chose this one. But the idea is, if it's, it, I have to see in myself, where am I? What am I doing? You know? But what is, what is the fear? You're not, you're not really fearing Hashem in this situation. You're fearing that yourself, that you're not complete. You're fearing that you don't have this love for Hashem. It's not fearing Hashem. No, no, this is a love. Here we're talking about love. Before we were talking about fear. Before when we were, when we, up until here. He's saying, thinking about the punishment. Yeah, he's thinking about, because he's thinking about how, you know, first of all, he brought the first meditation. The first meditation, which ended in Lamed Gimel, was all about the entire Seder Ishtal Shalus and how every time I'm doing, practically doing something wrong, how I'm literally giving Katyusha, you know, rockets to the guys in Lebanon. And they're going, they're going to shoot those rockets. Like literally that's what he's saying. He's saying that I am causing, I'm causing this damage in the world. It's me that's causing the damage in the world. That's the first meditation. The second meditation from Lamed Gimel now to Mem Aleph has been about if I'm lacking in, not that I'm doing a, an Avera. None of these things are talking about Averas. All of these things are things that are permissible. But I'm missing in the Hasidisha thing, which means the taking a step further in terms of Avoida. Because I'm missing in the Avoda, I'm causing, and this is what he's focused on, I'm causing myself the damage. Then he said over here a line, by the way, you're also causing damage in the entire world as well. Don't get me wrong. But you're, I'm causing my. I'm. I'm. I'm not running like a well, like the machine that it was come that came into the world to be. And that's why I have. And you could say, let's let's just fill in the blanks here. This is why I am depressed. This is why I am feeling lonely. This is why I'm feeling upset on a daily basis. This is why I get angry. This is why I, I get annoyed with people. This is why I'm jealous. This is why all the problems that I have. Right? Of why I would go and spend hundreds, you know, you go to, you want to go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, or whatever, they'll charge you $400 to $500 for the first appointment. And you can't use insurance because they don't take insurance nowadays, right? This is what, this is what it is. Here he's explaining to you this is the problem. These are the problems. These eight, these eight pages. If you focus on these eight pages, you don't have to go to any psychiatrist. That's what he's saying. This is, this is, don't quote me on that. You know, this is how I'm going to go on. He says, oh, Rabbi, you know, Faden said, you know, no, that's not what I'm saying, right? There's always chemical imbalances. Um, whatever. Let's talk about the normal situation. We all are normal people that have insecurities and that we have all of our depressions and our upsetness and we get jealous and we get angry and we get all this stuff, right? I'm not talking about the clinically, uh, you know, issue. You know, some people might say that also. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to go into that discussion right now. But I'm talking about the normal individual that cannot wake up in the morning for Hasidus. I'm talking about the normal individual that cannot understand a piece of Gemara, because even if it's explained to him. I'm talking about a normal person that decides to do something and he can't put one foot in front of the other. 
This is this is a normal person. This is this is the answer to your problems. That's what the that's what the Rebbe is saying here. Rabbi, the problem is everyone thinks it's cool to not be normal and have mental illness now. I, I'm not going to get into that conversation. I'm not even going to touch that with a ten foot pole. Anyway, well, I don't know. We may have to. We may have to edit this tape afterwards and take that one out. I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's do a little chazara. Right now, we're going to move into. We're going to move into. Finally, we're going to get to <coughs> the discussion of the muskal, the third level of person. After this whole conversation about Mr. Yanika, that's where we got holding. Okay.